things are about to get grumpy. It's the Grumpy Chunk Show. The podcast and blow to the podcast realm where the managers are slow. The grumpy of the chunks will start this podcast soon. To talk to the sports, sing and cry. This podcast is starting. Sweet mother of God, what is the whole dog? The podcast and pimp. No. Time we talk. Go to hell. Time we chunk. Go to hell. We're making fun. Go to hell. Your electricity in my bed. Oh my god. I come from the world of hookers and blow to the podcast realm where the managers are slow. Your drugs are so green. You smoke them before the show. When you hit play and you turn it up, it makes it so much funnier. Sweet mother of God, what is the whole dog? The podcast pimp. No. Oh my God. On we talk. Go to hell. Time we jump. Go to hell. We're making fun. Go to hell. He might work. Your electricity. In the words of Lionel Richie, is one, twice, three times the funny. Well, you better listen. Listen in your truck. For the nurse and the group. We the sky that we saw. The podcast and Oh my god. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Grumpy Chunk. <laughs> That's good. Nice job, Mickey Dolan. I love that song. Nice. I was wondering what I was uh, singing there. Oh, nice. Uh, welcome one, welcome all to the chunkiest uh, podcast of them all. I am a Grumpy Chunk, your host, your humble servant for this, the Grumpy Chunk Podcast. And thank you for uh, joining me today. I'm the podcast of Pip. <laughs> you thought I forgot about it? No, I didn't. G to the rumpy, grumpy chunk on the boards, of course, is Mickey Dolan, producer extraordinaire. And let's give a what, 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 what to Scott the intern, who's finally, finally updating the YouTube page. I saw a bunch of uh, new stuff on YouTube. Thank you very much. And now we got the website. All right, you got to do the website, grumpy-chunk.captivate.fm. It's good stuff. Email. You can email us here, the grumpy chunk podcast at gmail.com. YouTube, Facebook, Grumpy Chunk. Like, share, subscribe. You know the drill on this. We we hope that you do this. Uh, today, we're hitting a movie review. And you're thinking, what, 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 what? Yes, we're going to do a movie review. I'll tell you about that next segment. Uh, <laughs> I found a twist. I found a twist. Also, Sports Chunk and an email of the day. But first, I just something's on top of my mind right now. And it's kind of, it's in there and I got to get it out. You ever get that something? There's something in your mind, but you have to get it out. You can't just kind of hang out and, and hold it in. But when you got it in your mind, you got to let it out or else it'll never go away. Uh, coffee. That's mine today. I love coffee. Mickey Dolan, you love you know I love the coffee. Scotty the intern who gets me the coffee knows I love the coffee. He makes several trips uh, a day. When we're not in the studio, 
I'm in the break room drinking the coffee on my way to work. There was a coffee place near me on my way to the studio. What do I do? I stop and get a coffee, all right? So in this coffee place, I got the drive-thru, so I go through the drive-thru. For two years, they have never asked me what my name was, and I'm okay with that. Now, if you go in, they're going to ask your name, and so they write it on the cup, blah, 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 blah. But through the drive-thru, they don't. They started doing that. So after two years of never asking for your name, now they're asking for your name, which is fine. I don't have anything against that. It's just, it's so weird. It's like you go through the drive-thru. Hi, what am I getting for you? And what's your name? It's like, uh, a coffee, uh, two sugars, one cream, and uh, my name is Chunky. It kind of messes with your head a little bit because you, you didn't, that never happened for two years. Now, all of a sudden, they want to know what your name is. So at first, you know, I'm starting to give them my real name, you know. Uh, my name is Grumpy, and I like uh, coffee, uh, two creams, one sugar. Uh, my name is Chunk. Uh, I need a coffee, two creams, one sugar, right? Now I've just started doing bad impressions and giving false names because I just think it's so bizarre. So, <laughs> so like this morning, I go, and Jeremy, the barista, by the way, why is all baristas named Jeremy? So Jeremy, the barista, hi, what can I get for you, and what's your name? And so today I busted out, yes, I'm Robert Smith. I would like a coffee with two creams and one sugar. And all you hear on the other end of the uh, little monitor there is, okay, can you please drive around? <laughs> Yesterday, I was uh, Reginald uh, Snatchbone the Third, and I would like uh, a large coffee, two creams, one sugar. And the kid's like, okay, can you please drive around? And then one day I did, uh, I did Nutty McNutster. I'm the king of all the squirrels. I would like one big monster coffee, two crime, one sugar. And all you hear on the other end is, okay, uh, thank you. Please drive around. Now afterwards, you get up to the drive-thru and you're like, hi, how you doing? And you get your coffee, you pay for it, and you move on. And they're looking at you like, where's that guy that was just like stupid? I have to, you know what, maybe it's my, pro I think I have a problem with people in general. Like, people asking me questions. Maybe it's like a mental disorder or something like that. Yeah, for instance, like when I, when I come back from vacation, you know what I hate? I hate when people ask me what I did on vacation. Like, where'd you go? What'd you do? What'd you see? What'd you do? Blah, 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 blah. You know, so it's like, like there's this expectation that you had to do something exotic. You couldn't just stay home on the couch and sleep. You couldn't mow the yard. You couldn't. You know, just hang out around the house. You had to go do something exotic. So I always come up with some stupid, something outrageous that people go, what? Oh, by the way, and you change it up every person. You don't tell everybody the same one. You tell everybody a different one. Eight months ago, I get back from vacation, right? Receptionist, well, hey, Grumpy, welcome back. How was vacation? What'd you do? Where'd you go? I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, I hate these questions. All right, here we go. I went surfing in South Africa with Eddie Vedder uh, during the Great White Shark Seal Hunt. I, of course, you know, I saved Eddie's life, and he's going to write a song about me. And then after that, we went to a coffee house where they didn't ask our names. It was fantastic. Receptionist is like, really? Like, like it's true. Really? Like it's true? <laughs> Come on. Five minutes later, I'm in the break room, right? A couple of the country uh, DJs. Hey, Grumpy, back from vacation. How was it, man? Where'd you go? What'd you do? Right, here we go. Oh, guys, you know what? It was, it was an awesome vacation. Had a great time. I decided to climb Mount Everest, you know? So what I did, I, I flew over to India. I only had a week, so I had to make it quick. So I flew over to India. I took this, like, limo goat buggy to Tibet. 
And I started to climb. It was me, uh, three Tibetans. They were, the, they were the guides and this guy named Larry. So halfway up, we ate Larry. And then we got to the uh, summit of Mount Everest, right? You know, the top. We had a coffee by this uh, barista named Jeremy. You know, they got coffee shops everywhere, right? And then we snowboarded back down the mountain, stopping to eat the rest of Larry. And then hop our limo goat buggies for the ride back to India because we had to get to the airport just in time to catch the plane home. I, I did save a little bit of Larry for the snack on the flight back. And the DJs are looking at you like, really? Like, it's true. Really? And so that's what you do. Anytime somebody asks you what you did on vacation, you tell everybody a different story and make it stupid and absolutely wild. You know, I went to the Sahara and I jumped on top of a rhinoceros and I traveled 100 miles. Really? So anyway, and, yet, you know, and yet you're right. There are coffee places everywhere. They're popping up everywhere. I'll tell you what, one thing I like just as much as coffee, and that is Hungry Howie's. Hungry Howie's is the home of the original flavor crust pizza. You get to choose from eight mouthwatering crust flavors, butter, butter cheese, Asiago cheese, ranch, onion, Cajun, sesame, garlic herb. You can order anything from their app, pizza, fresh salad, wings, pastas. I like the oven-baked subs, the uh, chicken parm is the ball. So you want to download the Hungry Howie's app now. Order online, check out the daily deals, and earn yourself a free pizza. Hungry Howie's, the delivery and carryout experts since 1973. Things are about to get grumpy. Another uh, grumpy chunk dream. I did. I, you know what? I got to tell you, I have these weird dreams in the middle of the night. But I've had this reoccurring nightmare. Over and over and over and over again. Over and over and over and over again. I'm a train engineer and I'm on a big train. And it's like a mile long. Just driving that train. I'm a train engineer and I keep going and I keep going and I keep going and I'm chugging and I'm chugging and I'm chugging. And in front of me, I see a car in the tracks. 600 tons of pure steel, a mile long. I can't stop. There's no brakes. The brakes aren't there. The brakes aren't working. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. There's a car in front of me. And as I look, as the car comes closer and closer and closer, what do I see? But me, I'm in that car. How can I be in that car when I'm also in the train? I'm the train engineer, but I'm in that car. My car's broken down. What am I going to do? I'm going to, oh my God. And I woke up (sighs) thanking God that that dream is over. But I got to tell you. Playing with that horn was cool. It's the Grumpy Chunk Show. Subscribe, like, follow, share. Tell people you like your podcast, Grumpy. It's the Grumpy Chunk Show. Thank you, thank you uh, for listening to the Grumpy Chunk Program. You need to definitely hit the website, grumpy-chunk.captivate.fm. Also, you're listening on 5,000 million podcast platforms because we're everywhere. I would say it's grumptastic. Don't give me that look, Mickey Dolan. All right, so everybody knows that's listened to this program knows that I hate doing movie reviews. One, I can't say it very well. Movie review, movie review. I feel like I have like stuff in my mouth. But Mr. Tan, our consultant, Oh, Grumpy, the movie reviews are outstanding. Oh, my God. They're incredible. It's like, oh, my God. Okay, fine. 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 So I started thinking about it. Everybody does a movie review. Everybody and their mother does a movie review. You can see five billion of them on YouTube. You can hear 
5 billion of them on podcasts. You can see 5 billion of them on TV. I got to figure this out. So I decided that I was going to do the movie review for the real people. Because right now, real people don't get the movie review that they want. It's all about movies that are coming out, that you're going to go to the theater and spend $5,000 on, or you got to have a subscription to the Netflix or the Hulu or blah, 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 blah. But what about a movie review for the real people in the world? So this movie review is the Dollar Store Movie Review. It's starting to smell a little like danger in here. Little Ham says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. I am just a figment of your imagination. Hang on a minute, lads. Don't you know it's time movie review? What the heavy metal Smeagol? What? Don't you know it's time So if you get to give me a dollar, I'll make you holla. Reviews of movies you can find in your local dollar store for one dollar. And that is, that means that's real. That is real. That is not people standing in line at the movie theater hoping that Ebert Siskel gave them great information because they're about to spend $15 per person just to get in the door, and then $90 for a piece of popcorn, just one popcorn, not a whole bucket, just one popcorn, and then you got to take out a small loan at 3.89 APR to get yourself a soda. Small. No, this is real people, real people. You and me, we go to the dollar store, we know we pick up uh, you know, our snacks and stuff like that, and we always take a look at the movies. And so we flip through the movies to see kind of what kind of DVDs are sitting there, or Blu-rays, or whatever they got sitting around. So this movie review is for you. The real person. So yesterday, I went down to my local dollar store with a dollar in my hand. I walked in, looking around. I see the movies. All the, There's like a whole four-foot section, nothing but DVDs. All of them, one buck. So Grumpy Chuck is sitting there perusing through the movies, looking for something that sticks out, looking for something that the peoples, you, might like. I find one. It is called The Spirit of 76. We... The people have a right to remain silent. Anything you say may be used against you. One nation, invisible, with liberty and Christmas for all. Now it stars Mark Mothersbraugh, Jared Casale, Bob Casale, David Kendrick, all from the band Devo. Oh. And, and then it has a bunch of other people in there. Rob Reiner, Barbara Bain from uh, Mission Impossible fame, the original. Leif Garrett, really? Moon Unit Zappa, what? Tommy Chong? Olivia Dabo, who uh, she was in like Conan the Destroyer, a bunch of other movies. David Cassidy, Julie Brown, remember Downtown Julie Brown? Uh, maybe not Downtown Julie Brown, but Julie Brown, the comedian from MTV early, early in their M MTV days. Also Carl Reiner. Also this guy named Michael McShane. He's a hilarious comedian from the mid-90s, all right? And it's called The Spirit of 76 from 1990, right? And I found it in the dollar store bin. Chris. Yeah. Did 
I take any shrooms today? That's my knowledge. I mean, what when you see when you see the cast of characters, you're talking Rob Reiner, Barbara Bain, Leaf Moon Unit Zappa, Tommy Chong from a uh, Cheech and Chon fame, David Cassidy, Joey Brown, Carl Reiner, Michael McShane, and the band Devo. Oh. Are you kidding me? This is this might actually be good. So I got it. I paid a buck, a buck of my own money, brought it home. Mrs. Grumpy and I sat down with a couple of coffees that we got from the local coffee shop. Got the cat on one side, got the puppy on the other side. It's raining out. Oh, the setting was fantastic. It was nice. So we turned down the lights a little bit and turned on the spirit of 76. Let's take a look at the Gulf of Tonkin resolution, because in a sense, that's where it all starts. A lie from the president to manipulate Congress in order to fund an undeclared war. Now, not only does this render the tripartite system functionally useless, but is clearly a violation of the oath of office prescribed by the Constitution itself. Cheesy movie. The plot of this movie is that David Cassidy and Livia Dabo. Do you mean that rhetorically, or is this just more idle flirtation? And some other guy are stuck in 1976. Now, what happened was, after a magnetic storm erases all of recorded history, including the U.S. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, etc. Three people are sent back into time from 2176 to July 4th, 1776 to retrieve all that information. But something ends up going wrong with the old uh, mechanical stuff, and they end up in 1976, when they were supposed to be in 1776. And the people in 1976 think that they're aliens. Now, I'm just going to say... There's a lot of 70s jokes in there. What sign are you? Because my mood ring just like totally changed colors. A lot of 70s props in there. Uh, it's a spray paint can, but it's cheese. Now, this is a 1990 movie. So it's the 1990 mentality of picking on 19 set in the 1970s. This movie, so bad. Oh, I have been waiting for this my whole life. There were so many disco jokes in there. So many disco jokes. The 1970s was more than just disco, okay? There was a lot going on in the 70s. I know I was there. And then the ludicrous idea that Devo would send David Cassidy back into time to try to retrieve information about the United States of America. I understand it's supposed to be a comedy, and I understand it's supposed to be sci-fi, and I understand it's supposed to be far-fetched, but damn, really? Woo! That's some tough stuff right there. Well, <laughs> looks like I've got the science fair price wrapped up again this year. <laughs> so let's break it down. Would I recommend this movie, this dollar store movie to you? The answer is no. No, I would not. It wasn't even, it wasn't even so stupid that it was good. It was so stupid that it was stupid. This movie actually drained intelligence from you. If you have a high intelligence or you have even have a mediocre intelligence or if you're borderline non-intelligent and you watch this movie, if you're borderline non-intelligent, you will. You will be uh, needing help to walk. You will be needing help to open the fridge. That's how, that's how draining this movie was to your mentality. I would not suggest you buy this movie. Was it worth $1? And the answer, a resounding no. It's starting to smell a little like danger in here. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. I am just a figment of your imagination. Hang on a minute, lads. The heavy metal Smeagol? What? You idiot! Yeah! 
And that's it for the Dollar Store Movie Reviews. <laughs> what's the question? How- Dolan, Dolan, what's the question? How many times have I gotten fired? How many times have I gotten fired? Uh, 40. 40? Easy. I mean, I'm looking towards 41. I mean, if that's any consolation. Yeah, let's, let me put it to you like this. When I go down to the unemployment office, they treat me like Norm from Cheers. Hey, Grumpy! So that's how many times I've been fired. This podcast is feeling the chunk. Grumpy Chunk. Thank you uh, for continuing to listen to the Grumpy Chunk program. Grumpy Chunk show. G to the Rumpy. You can hit us on the Facebook uh, and uh, the YouTube. Just search out Grumpy. And you can, of course, email us the Grumpy Chunk podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can listen to us on the website. It is grumpy-chunk.captivate.fm. All right. It is time. Time for Sports Chunk. Sports Chunk. Sports Chunk! I love, I love, I love the Sports Chunk theme. It's my favorite theme. It's my favorite intro uh, that, that we do in this whole broadcast. I'm telling you, Mickey Dolan, nice job. So check this out. I'm not a huge, we're just going to get right into it. Jump right in, both feet, feet first into the deep end. I am not, I'm going to tell you this right now. I am not a huge tennis fan. Now, I've played it. I've watched it. I know the rules, etc. all that great stuff. Yeah, I get that. But I'm not like an everyday fan. It's not something I, I keep up on. But you, you know who the number one uh, players are in most sports, right? In tennis, it's Naomi Osaka. She's just a kid, just like those, all those other great number one kids, right? Uh, Chris Everett, Monica Seles, and they were all kids, but best in the world. I think uh, the best tender players in the world that weren't really considered kids were like Billie Jean King, Federer, McEnroe, Navratilova, of course, the Williams sisters. You know, you got the Venus, right? Especially Venus, right? So I get the number one in the world deal. Hear me out. When it comes to sports and you're a sports person, it's probably best that you need to talk to the news media. It's like any other sports. You have to take the time to, to talk to the news media. But have you ever watched, have you ever watched or listened to any of the press conferences, especially the sports ones? They can be contentious and also stupid. Here's an example. Mike Ditka, after a loss, hear all of the stupid questions. There's three quarterbacks on this football team. Whichever one starts, starts. Whichever ones don't, we'll back him up. Period. Cut and drive. It's nobody's concern but ours. Nobody's. Next. Injuries from the uh, game. Talk to the trainer. Next. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? Who do you care? Okay. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. All right, here's another one. Here's Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. During a press conference, listen to the stupid question. I, I love Shaq's response. Last question right here. Shaq, let's just say that a uh, snake bit your mom right up here, right in the chest area. Would you be willing to suck the venom out to win the title? No, but I will with your <laughs> wife. Dude, that's awesome. So let's get to it. Naomi Osaka, a kid, the best player, the best tennis player in the world, and she doesn't want to do the press conferences at the French Open. Okay. That's that, whatever, right? No, the French Open said, no, 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 no. We, 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 no, Matthew, you must do the press, you must do, you must do the press conferences. So we're going to find you. So they find her 
$15,000. And she said, okay, okay. She paid it. And then she withdrew. She beat it. She said, ah, you know what? You're going to find me. I, I don't want to talk to these guys for whatever her reason. Now, there are some reasons that she's throwing down, like the mental health reasons and stuff like that. But okay, I kind of get it's the principle here. Some people like Brett Favre says, look, you make a lot of money, pay the fine and shut up and just do the do the press conferences. Like it's not a big deal to him. All right, but it bugs her. She doesn't want to do them. And she's standing on her principle. That is awesome. That is awesome. Besides, get this, the I mean, and you know this because you can watch TV and you can listen to the radio and you can listen to all the news media out there. It's not really journalism anymore. You don't have some unbiased reporting or even asking questions. Everything is biased. And I'm not talking, I'm not like right-leaning. I'm not left-leaning. I'm like, you can see it all the time everywhere. Everything's leading. I'm happy for, I'm happy for Naomi Osaka. I think that's great. She withdrew. Because let me tell you something about that French Open. The French Open was supposed to, it's a premier tournament. It's one of the top four in tennis, right? You got Wimbledon, you got the US Open, you got the French Open. What's the other one? The other one I think is the Australian Open. I'm going to say that. So you got the four, the big four. Now, is the French Open still a premier tournament? Well, the number one player isn't playing in it. So guess what? No, it's not. Now, the French, they probably think they are. Oh, we are the we are the best one in the world. Whoa. Yeah, no, uh-uh. That's not the way it works. The only way your tournament is the best is if you have the best player in the world in it. That's what makes it the best. And if the number one player, Naomi Osaka, says, no, I don't want to go there, good for her. I remember, you know what? This brings up so many bad memories for me. <sighs> because I saw this story and I thought to myself, man, I totally feel for this kid. I, you know what? Mickey Dolan, I don't think I ever told you this. I was, um, I, I played sports when I was young. When I was young, I was, um, and you know what? I have to, you know, and you can, you guys can look it up. It's in the history books. But Grumpy Chunk was a um, was a top was a top prospect uh, for the professional leagues, but also a great amateur uh, in cornholing. I was the number I was number one in the world for about two and a half months in cornholing. It's a tough game. You gotta get that little sack, that little sack of corn, and you gotta get it in the hole. And there's there's tons of people who think they can do it, but not many people who can do it. And I have to say, I was uh, the man upstairs blessed me. The man upstairs blessed me with the ability to cornhole better than anybody else in the world for about two and a half months. And it was tough. It was tough. I mean, you had to hit all three of the majors and, and win each one of them. The Cedar Rapids Cornhole Invitational, the Nebraska Cornhole Open, Cornholio Palooza. I mean, that's pressure, man. You don't know pressure until you've tried to get that little sack in the hole. And then you have to listen after after each of these each of these games, each of these matches, all day throwing that little sack into the hole. Grumpy Chunk had to stand in front of a bunch of reporters as they asked me stupid questions. It's tough. And I wish I had, I wish I had had the guts. I wish I had had the fortitude. I wish I had had $15,000 to pay the fines like Naomi Osaka did. Because then I would have walked away. I would have said, no. I'm not going to do your press conference. I'm not going to tell you about how much the sack weighs. I'm not going to tell you how far I got to throw it. I'm not going to tell you about my performance enhancing drugs or that I didn't take. I'm not going to tell you about Miss Cornhole because that's none of your business. That has nothing to do with sports. 
And you know what I hated? The questions I hated the most and the one that actually got me just, I, I ended up quitting the game. I was the number one. I was the number one cornhole player in the United States, in the world, in the world. I just had a really tough match with a great opponent. He pushed me, but I still won. Now, before that, I was dominant. And this stupid reporter, he asked me this question, and the question he asked me was, so, Grumpy, it was a tough it was a tough win today. Normally, you dominate, but today, you struggled. How do you feel about that? What do you mean, how do I feel about that? That's a stupid-ass question. So, because in the past, I dominated by, like, 20 or 30 cornholes. Now, I beat the guy by one or two cornholes? I'm still number one. And now you're asking me this stupid-ass question like that? Oh, come on. And I just, at that time... I dropped my cornhole sacks and I walked away forever. I left my dream in the hole and that was it. <sighs> Elvis doing Shakespeare? Are you kidding me? Oh mama, oh mama, by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Good night, pardon is such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night until or tomorrow. Over to be. Or not to be. There's the question. Whether it's just noble in the mind. The stuff of the peanut butter and banana sandwiches, baby. Or die on the throne. Oh, mama. All the world's a stage. And all the men and women are merely players, baby. I stand corrected. Maybe he can. This podcast is feeling the chunk. Grumpy chunk. But you didn't get a coffee. Look, you got the coffee, but you didn't get it from Jeremy? Well, you just... Oh, you made it yourself. Okay, well, that's all right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, this is the Grumpy Chunk program. My name is uh, Grumpy Chunk, your host today. Uh, you can uh, hit us on the email, thegrumpychunkpodcast at gmail.com. Also, YouTube, Facebook, Grumpy Chunk. Like, share, subscribe. You know the drill on this. We do hope that you uh, continue to promote this program because uh, we're getting a lot of feedback, a lot of listeners uh, chiming in saying, hey, look, we're liking it, which is great. It's very humbling. It is. It's very humbling. When uh, they showed me the analytics the other day for uh, the podcast, I was, I was very humbled. And I do, I do just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for your support and your listening. I really do. If there's anything you want, you got a question or anything, you got to hit us here. The Grumpy Chunk Podcast at gmail.com. Right, here we go. Email of the day. What are you doing in here? Yeah, boy. Checking my electronic mailbox. Yeah, I do it on my computer, but the Commodore 64 gets kind of buggy. Oh, MC Grumpy, and I'm here to say, we're going to read your emails all damn day. Clickety, 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 click. Somebody trying to contact me. Oh, my God. Clickety, 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 click. All right, so it is time for email of the day. Chance for you to kind of kick back a little bit and let somebody else uh, do the questioning. Uh, this email comes from Freddie, who listens on Deezer. Deezer, which is one, another one of these podcast platforms that we're rolling with. We got the, we're rolling with the Apple. We got, we, got, we got the Apple fixed. How about that? Huh? We got the Spotify, Ghana. Good stuff. So Freddie, he writes, Grumpy, I love the show. Well, thank you, Freddie. You never tell us any stories about yourself. You say you've been fired from 40 jobs, but you've never told us about the stars you've met or any stories about the drugs you've taken. You have to give us something, Freddie. All right. So first off, anybody in radio will tell you that there are no drugs in radio and they would be lying to you. But I will tell you, 
uh, I have never partaken in uh, the drugs. No, I'm not just saying, you know, it's not just a lie. I'm serious. I'm serious. Dead serious. That's something I never, ever, ever jumped into. I, the drinking, don't do it. I don't even smoke. So I got nothing. I'm lame like that. My, my attitude is my vice. I will give you an example. You want a story? Here, I'll give you a story. Back in the 90s, I was at a radio station up in Northwest Florida. Our station was up for an award from a magazine at the time called Gavin. G-A-V-I-N. You can look it up. They had a big convention in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Right? So I represented, a matter of fact, it was myself, our music director, Doug. For a radio station, a music director is the guy who picks out all the music. He brings all the music to the program director, who then sits down, and, uh, you know, they, they, they hash it out and decide what to put on the radio. I was doing mornings, Doug was doing music, and they decided, hey, let's send Grumpy and Doug to New Orleans to accept the award if we win. They sent a handler with us. His name was Tomas. Tomas. Great guy. But I will tell you, Tomas, he was a partier. Total partier, okay? We go to this convention, this Gavin convention. I forget what, it was in the 90s, mid-90s, early 90s. It was right after the big shindig that they have in New Orleans. New Orleans, New Orleans. Mardi Gras, right? So it's like the week after that. The place is a mess. I can tell you right now, the place was a total mess. We saw a bunch of bands. It was kind of cool. Me and Doug, who were teetotalers, but we like to hang out with Thomas because, you know, Thomas was hysterical. We're on Bourbon Street. Doug and I each have a soda in our hand and we're wearing feather boas. Just because, why not? It's New Orleans. It's in the evening, probably about nine o'clock. Thomas, he's loaded. He's, he's, he's gone. He has a monster spleef, cigar-sized, and he has himself some scotch or whiskey or whatever, a bottle of it. And I'm going to say this. We're, we were with this record executive, a vice president of rock, a record executive. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say who. I could tell you. I'm not going to say what label. I could tell you, but I'm not because the story takes a turn for the weird. This record label vice president, he is loaded too. He is lit, has the big spleef. He has a, a bottle of something with him too. And him and Thomas are just tailwind drunk, tailwind stoned. Doug and I are just standing there with our, our sodas in our hand and wearing the feather boas on the side of the street. A young lady and her mom walk by us. They have a stroller with a little baby in it. This record exec looks at him and says, Hey, I can make your kid a million dollars. I am a record exec. I work for, and then he announces who he works for. I'll make your kid millions. I'll make him a star. How much do you want for your kid? And Thomas is like, yeah, how much do you want for your kid? And the, the, these two ladies, the, the, the mom and I guess mom's mom are mortified and they're trying to get away from him. But no. These two guys, Thomas and the record exec, are chasing them down Bourbon Street, waving an American Express card and saying, how much for your kid? How much for your kid? Now, Doug and I, still in our feather boas, drinking our soda, are like, wow, this is not good. This is not a good scene to be in. We probably should go back to the hotel and call it a night. They chase these two ladies and their little baby in the in the stroller. Easy four blocks. Now, they're not. it's not a run. They're not like like chasing them like a like it's a, some sort of, you know, Fast and Furious movie. But I mean, they have a good jaunt going. And the whole time, I'll buy your kid, I'll buy your kid, I'll buy your kid. Do you take American Express? Do you take American Express? Come on, I'll make your kid a star. I'll make your kid a star. You know he's going to be a star. Have him come with me. Next time you see him, he's going to be dancing and singing hot songs. You know, it's like, oh my God. 
Really? True story. True. Absolutely true story. No exaggeration whatsoever. That's exactly what happened. Afterwards, they're walking back. They're arm in arm with each other. They did not get the kid because good for the mom not selling the kid. Because this is wrong. They come back and they're like, we got to find a kid. We got to find a kid. We got to make a star. We need a... I, I got to leave. I got to leave New Orleans with a kid so I can make him a star. Dude, we're so loaded. So loaded. So we, <laughs> there's no punchline to the story. That was it. Doug and I said, okay, that's it. I'm done. And we went back. The whole time we go back, as we're walking back to the hotel, these two, these two guys, Thomas and this record exec, are just jawing us. Kind of like, come on. You got to come on. Let's go down and we'll get... You know, we'll get you a drink and we'll, we'll try to find some company and, and maybe we'll find a kid we can make a star. And it's like, no, 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 it's good, man. It's good. It's good. So there you go. Uh, Freddie, I hope that answers your question about a story. There you go. Does that, does that work for you? <laughs> That's not too bad. All right. So with that said, it's time to find out what we learned today. Actually, you know what? I got to tell you, this program, we learned a lot. We learned a lot during this program today. We learned that every barista in the world is named Jeremy. We learned what you can do when somebody tries to ask you your name at a coffee shop. Come up with a fake one all the time. We learned what you could do when people ask you what you did on your vacation. Come up with some crazy exotic story. They're going to believe you. We found out that I used to be a cornhole champion. You never knew that. It's true. We learned that the movie... Spirit of 76 that I got at the dollar store was absolutely horrible, and it would it would kill your brain cells. And finally, we learned that uh, record executives, or some of them, uh, like to buy children and make them into stars. I think we've accomplished a lot here today. I do. I think we've done good work. I think we've done good work. So peace, love, happiness, the abstract truth, because that is the only truth that is truthful. I'm out. I now return you to the end of the world already in progress.